Welcome again to the Sower's Almanac. We're glad that you're joining us again today. Uh, This is episode five, titled Don't Chase People, where we're going to be talking about the temptation in church planting to really chase anybody and everybody in a desperate attempt to kind of gather momentum. And so we're talking about that temptation and why you shouldn't chase anybody and everybody. Um, Also, thank you so much for listening. We've been super, super excited that so many people are, are tuning in and checking us out. We've watched our subscribers climb as of late. So I just want to take a minute to say thank you. We really appreciate you guys. We're glad that uh, people are listening and getting something out of this. That brings us great joy. Um, So thank you guys so much. We greatly appreciate uh, the love and the support. Um, I'd encourage you to continue to let people know um, who might be interested in this podcast. We'd love to have more people tuning in. But uh, again, thank you guys for listening. We really appreciate you. Also, as always, RansomCityChurch.org is our website. Um, You can go there, find out more information about us as a church. That's also how you can get in contact with us. Click on the contact tab um, and you can shoot us a question if you have any questions that we will address on this podcast. So we'd love to hear from you guys if you have any questions and if that's related to things that we're talking about or even just questions about church planting in general, um, anything and everything. We'd love to hear from you guys. Don't be strangers. So feel free to contact us via the website. Um, and to just get to know us a little bit better by checking out our website. So again, that's ransomcitychurch.org. Again, thank you guys so much for listening. This is episode five, Don't Chase People. Have a good one. Welcome again to the Sower's Almanac. I am Seth. I'm Chris McLaughlin. And uh, tonight, it's just the two of us. Uh, Greg is uh, not able to make it tonight, so we'll just be hanging out talking to you. Um, Pretty much everything in me is fighting the urge to sing just the two of us but I, I won't I won't continue we we, well we can make it if we try we we can just the two of just us just if we try but you and is, I it is just the two of us there's nobody else you and I you and I yes yeah. so derailed before we started yeah uh, so tonight we're going to be talking about um, really the concept the title of the podcast is going to be don't chase people um, and so we're going to be talking about that um, and really encouraging you guys really to not do that, to not run around chasing people if they're leaving, um, which is a really big temptation, I mm-hmm. think, in church planting. And so we want to get, as we do that, here's, if I had to guess, uh, if I'm hearing that concept for the first time, I would probably have some objections to that right away. Yeah. Like I would hear, don't chase people, especially coming from a pastor and church planter. And it's like, well, wait a minute, what? Don't chase people. You have, you know, Jesus exhorting or telling the story of leaving the 99 sheep to go after the one lost sheep. Mm -hmm. What about that? What say you? You know, you're saying don't chase people. We we have Jesus telling the story about going and chasing a lost sheep. And and maybe before we get too far into it, do you want to share like what you mean by don't chase people? Like, can you give an example of that? Or what, what do you mean by that? Because um, I think a lot of people could say, like, does that mean don't do mission? Like, oh, don't, yeah. No, don't no, do evangelism? Yeah, that's a good point. I should yeah. probably clarify that. Um, meaning, if people are on their way out the door for various reasons, um, and that's, I'm not even just talking about, you know, the worst case scenarios you're painting in your head of, you know, something happens and there's a big fallout and they leave. I'm more talking about just a general lacking commitment. Yeah. That's what I'm dealing with. So as we're saying don't chase people, we're saying don't chase people who've, repeatedly demonstrated a lack of commitment to what you're doing. Yeah. That's more what I'm talking about. If 
you know, it, it, we were just talking about this earlier, but it's, it's one thing if people are, you know, nice to you and somewhat interested in your church plan or what you're doing. But if they're not willing to come to anything, mm-hmm. um, if you are trying to pursue them to discipleship and they're constantly not showing up, not reliable, not getting back to you, mm-hmm. just constantly demonstrating a lack of commitment, don't run around chasing them. That's what we're talking about. Yeah, because the temptation that we're that we're getting at here is like when you are very early on in a church plant, so when your ministry is small, when you only have a handful of people showing up, um, there's a desperation that starts to kick in where you'll, and you'll meet them. There'll be, you know, a handful of people that you'll meet along the way where they'll be nice to you. They'll be willing to meet up once or maybe even more than once. They may even claim to want to meet up a bunch of times. Sure. And, and, but there's no commitment. They don't truly want to, you know, they might come to like a Bible study, but they won't come to your church or mm-hmm. they'll, you know, they, there's just this lack of commitment. They're not really buying in. They're just nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there's this huge temptation to dig in your claws and say, okay, we got one, we got one more. Right. Cause when there's only, you oh, know, totally. five, 10, 15 people coming to your church, one more is huge. When there's mm-hmm. 10 people there, one more is 10%. You just yeah. grew your church by 10%. Right. Um, and so just to know, like, it's this idea of like, what kind of fruit are you truly trying to get? Um, yeah. and I think the the idea is like, we're very tempted to try and chase people and try and make them like God and make them like church. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that's, that's what we're talking about today is that, yeah. um, that there's a real temptation there, especially when you're early on in church planting to chase. Yeah. People. And you spend a lot of time doing it if you're mm-hmm. not careful. And, um, just so you guys know what we're saying again, we're not saying don't go out on mission and pursue people. No. We are certainly not saying that you absolutely should do that. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, you know, if it's clear, even with the people that you're pursuing on mission, you know, that they're not interested, mm-hmm. don't annoy them. <laughs> don't, you know, I think there's, there's a way to like, I'm going to continue to pursue this person, but right now I'm, I'm kind of waiting to mm-hmm. see, you know, I'm giving them some time. We've had some really good conversations, but I'm not calling them every day or every hour in the hour because it's just not there yet. And right. so I'm giving it time to, to breathe and giving it time for God to continue to cultivate whatever's going on in that person's heart. And yes, mm-hmm. you're there. Um, and yes, you're pursuing them, but not chasing. And I think that's that's a distinction. Right. And some, um, some things with that is like part of it is just having open hands with mm-hmm. the people that God leads into your life. Like if you are, you know, gripping them so tightly, you know, whether it's emotionally, you know, or whatever, um, that it's like, you know, oh, they can't leave. Like, oh my gosh, this would, mm-hmm. you know, really you know, be a bummer if like these two people left or whatever, like you got to kind of have open hands and say, God knows exactly where they're going to end up. God knows yeah. where their journey is heading and if it's going to be here. Um, and I think, you know, part of it is just to think that like when Jesus told the parable of the soils, there's four soils and three fourths of those soils just totally don't end up being this committed fruitful, yeah. you know, uh, fruit the majority, plant. right. The majority, the not. large majority will not be, you know, and I think, I think what Jesus is getting at there is he's partly just setting expectations for you that, you know, he's saying pretty much 75% of people at least are mm-hmm. going to fall away and not be fruit bearing disciples. And, and so, thinking through that parable yeah. too, there's uh, with a couple of the soils that do don't take, mm-hmm. um, it actually takes some time to even realize that, that they're yeah. that kind of soil. Mm-hmm. And so what we're telling you guys as well from personal experience, and we'll talk about this in a little while but if it becomes plain that somebody is the kind of soil that it's like, it's just not there right now, yep. don't lie to yourself. 
and yeah. continue to be like, no, it's fine. Like, and, and yes, you love them. We're telling you to continue to pursue them, lovingly be there for them. You know, if they call you, yeah, you know, yeah, absolutely. I'll meet up with you. I'd mm-hmm. love to talk. That's a different conversation than chasing. Yep. Um, we're again, we're talking about chasing. Um, right. And we'll get some more of that later. One, one of the things I want to share yeah. though, um, some things to watch for is because like even just with that idea of the parable of the soils, um, he says one of them, it springs up immediately mm. with joy. Yeah, that happened a few times. Right, where we've had, I mean, we've had a guy who, like, we were very surprised early on. It was like, you know, I think it was like week three of just meeting up with him. Mm-hmm. Like, so we met up him kind of three different times, three weeks in a row. And, like, by week three, he was like, yep, that's it. I, I want in. I'm a Christian. And yep. I love you guys. And I'm plugged in. And we were like, wow, this is amazing. And, like, I, you know, honestly, like, it was totally the same thing where, um, it says, uh, these are the ones sown on rocky ground and they hear the word, they immediately receive it with joy. Um, but they have no root, um, um, in themselves, but endure for a little while. But then when tribulation or persecution arises on account of the word, mm. immediately they fall away. Um, and, and, and that was what exactly what happened with this guy. It was immediately he fell away when there was something he encountered in God's word that, that didn't sit right with him, and yeah. he immediately fell away. Yeah, which was a huge so. bummer. We love the guy, obviously. And it's an, it's another situation. If I get a phone call from him, yeah, absolutely, you know, absolutely I'll meet up with you. Right. So, again, we're just saying don't chase people. And, and thinking through, because, I mean, obviously we, we call our podcast The Sower's Almanac. Scripture right. is filled with farming analogies in terms of mission, and we're, we're called to sow and scatter seed. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's the picture that's painted. Well, what we're saying is, you know, if you've scattered some seed, don't just hang out and just focus on one. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's becoming plain, it's not going anywhere at the moment. Keep going. All right. And keep and doing your thing. Keep pursuing a lot of people, mm-hmm. you know, not just zooming in on just one of them. Right. And to continue that farming analogy, like if you were a farmer and you sowed seed on, you know, 10 acres of land or whatever, and then you just focused on one plant's growth <laughs> at the detriment of everything else, you know... It's not going to be a very good harvest. It's not a great harvest. Um, and honestly, like, I just think of, like, if you're, you know, touching and pulling and fixing and, you know, oh, it's leaning one way, i got to make sure it gets the right amount mm-hmm. of light, and that you'll probably end up killing that plant. Yeah. Um, and so part of it is just Overthinking to, it. Right, and, you yeah. know, part of it is just to trust that, like, the Holy Spirit is everyone's first discipler, everyone's right. first pastor. So you keep know? doing and your so, job. Keep scattering seed. Exactly. Don't get so hung up on one. And Chris had already said, like, especially early on, it's a huge temptation. Mm-hmm. And like everybody will tell you, including us, we would say exactly the same thing, which is don't just be numbers focused and get so consumed with numbers and mm-hmm. worrying about, oh, we're at this number now. Oh, well, now we got five more people. Oh, we lost a couple. Like you're going to lose your mind. Like yeah. if you, you and get consumed by numbers, so you're going to lose your mind. Um, so don't do that. At the same time, I will say, um, people make that sound easier than it is. Yes. In church planting, that's very difficult, especially mm-hmm. when you're building something from nothing. So we are telling you, don't get consumed by numbers, but that's a difficult, like that's something you got to continue to press in on in your own heart and examine yeah. and go, you know, am I struggling with this right now? Am yeah. I too numbers focused? Constantly working to, you know, put that to death. Yep. And look to to Christ to give you contentment, no matter where you're at in that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just wanted to, wanted to say that because I think that gets overlooked. Like everybody talks about, don't be too numbers focused, but that's way easier said than done, mm-hmm. um, especially early on in a church plant. It's just a very easy, understandable mistake. 
um, not good, still a mistake. Right. Um, but it makes sense. It's like, yeah, you're trying to build this thing from nothing. It's just very difficult. Yeah, absolutely. Um, um I was going to say too, like a little bit later in that chapter, I'm just thinking of Mark four. Mm-hmm. Um, he talks about the four soils and then what's great is he has this even shorter, just like little mini parable. And he talks about this farmer that like scatters seed and then he just goes to bed. Yeah. And then he wakes up the next day and it's growing and then he harvests later. Right. Um, and I recently heard, uh, I think it was Neil Cole gave like a brief, you know, kind of sermon or talk about this where he said like, what are, you know, there's, there's scattering seeds, there's growing, and then there's harvesting in this parable. Mm. And he says of those three, what was the man's job? It was the scattering the seeds and the harvesting, Mm. the growth. He was asleep and he had no idea how More that happened over. right and no control and and just like you know um what neil cole was saying was like how much do we just pour our lives into the part that like he was asleep for that mm. he has no control over and that's the thing we that's try and control point. so much is the growth part right and we're doing that at, and we're just not scattering seeds we're not out harvesting we're just just grow right yelling at a plant you know like grow just looking at this little sapling you know yeah panic attack every time it sags you know yeah exactly and like that's the part the guy was asleep for and so i think like that's so good you know i don't know how many parallels there are to that for ministry but that's a very apt description of like the reverse of what we do Mm -hmm. we don't spend a lot of time evangelizing we don't spend a lot of time harvesting sending out new people to evangelize we spend all our time looking at this little sapling that really won't grow because it's not committed it's not in good soil right. and we're like please grow will you just grow please and most and of the time we know nothing. it's not gonna happen like it's yeah. like we already saw it several weeks ago or right. however long and you're still just convincing yourself no it'll and it's like it could take a turn like right. god's miraculous god does right. crazy things but jesus does say like if if the riches and cares of this world draw their heart away that's like thorns it's going to choke it out or if they don't have depth of soil mm-hmm. and they're going to fall away like just Jesus does say, like, this is to be expected. And so I think, like, it's not that we don't care about people. It's not that we don't want to meet up with people. It's not that people in and of themselves aren't worthy of our time. It's just that, you know, we we want to glean wisdom from Scripture. And Mm -hmm. Jesus does really paint us these pictures of what farming is like and what ministry is like. And I just, you know, it's this, this podcast, this episode is an attempt to really show us where those where that wisdom is to be found. Right. And as I mean we keep referencing scripture so we're not pulling this out of nowhere. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, this is something that we're we're seeing, you know, as we're we're looking at God's word and so mm-hmm. it, going back to um you know talking about Jesus and the 99 leaving the 99 to go after the one. Well, there's a couple things you got to keep in mind with that because that's the easy one of like what do you mean don't chase people? Well, a couple things. One, the one that Jesus goes after is one of his. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. It's one of his flock. And it's he knows that for people, sure. Meaning yeah. it's one of his elect. He knows that this person belongs to him, is part of his kingdom, part of his family, part of his church, his bride that belongs to him. Mm-hmm. Right? We don't know who that is. Mm-hmm. Like, we, you know, we can look with the, the best of our ability mm-hmm. and go, this person seems to get it. You know, yeah. here's the, the fruit that I'm seeing in their life that indicates to me that they truly know Jesus. Um, you know, we can, we can see those things certainly like you can get a good guess, obviously, but you're not God. Mm-hmm. You just don't know. And so that's number starting with that, that Jesus is God and yeah. knows who his sheep are. So yeah. that's number one there. Um, it's not exhorting us to just go chase anybody and everybody, is it? It's talking about those who are part of Jesus's flock. Like it's mm-hmm. not telling us just anybody and everybody go chase him. That's not what it's talking about. So one, you got to get the context right. 
right? And then on top of that, the thing that, I mean, we talk about this all the time that we find really interesting is you have that parable at the same time. So again, that parable is true. We're obviously not arguing well, that. And you know? in the analogy, I don't think we're the shepherd. I think we are the wayward sheep. I, a lot of times <laughs> yeah. we're like, That's, I'm Jesus in that yeah, analogy. Yeah, and it's like, yeah. no, God draws his wayward yeah, sheep to does. himself. That's a very good point. And it's not yeah. that we are, we are to are go the chase. Sheep. We are the sheep. Yeah. And so I think a lot of times we implant ourselves like, I put myself in God's shoes. The hero. I'm God. I'm the hero of the yeah. story. I'm the perfect one, the shepherd <laughs> that goes and saves those wayward sheep. Go after and, him, yeah, and so yeah. just to remember you're that's the wayward funny. sheep so that's a good point yeah um what i was going to say too is you have that parable which is absolutely true it's coming straight from jesus's mouth at the same time i can't think of a single instance that jesus chases anybody no. so he teaches that and it's true and it doesn't mean it's not true sure but we do have quite a, we don't have an instance i can think of where jesus chases people we do have quite a few instances where people take off and jesus doesn't chase them yeah like, well, there's a bunch of those where it's like, and then people left, and Jesus is like, all right. Yeah, I mean, I just, like, I think of the rich young ruler, where yeah. Jesus is like, okay, sell all your stuff, and, he, and it says that he walked away sad. And it doesn't say Jesus is, whoa, 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 oh, no, come you, know, back. you misunderstood me, I'm talking about, I mean, like, there's no, there's no. none of that. All you know, right, you bye. see times where there's even a guy that's like, I'll follow you anywhere, and he's like, well, there's no beds where I'm going. Right. And the guy's like, oh, okay. And then another guy's like, well, I want to follow you anywhere, Jesus, but first let me go say goodbye to my yeah, family. Like, well, I can't nope, do that. Don't, don't worry about it. Don't even come. Oh. And, you know, and so yeah. like we have those instances. We have another guy, the demoniac. Jesus casts out all these demons, and yeah. he's like, let me come with you. And he's like, no, go tell your friends what happened, right. but you're not coming with me. And so I just like... <laughs> There's another big moment, the one that we talk about a is lot. Is John 6, where yep. Jesus says, you know, you got to eat my body, drink my blood, and everyone leaves, and he's like, are you guys going to leave too? He Talking actually to his turns to his 12 yep. and asks if they're going to leave too, to which they respond, no, because where would we go? Right. That's what God's people say. Exactly. Like, though, that's the sheep. That's that when Jesus is talking about his 100, his flock, that's the sheep. Yep. When they're like, I'm not going to go anywhere. Right. The people bolting are not those people. Mm -hmm. And the fact that, you know, Jesus is like, all right, like he seems perfectly like he's not freaking out about any of this right. when it happens. When people leave, he's just like, okay. Right. I mean, he right. feels true emotions, but right. he doesn't, he's not wringing his hands it's, going it, like, oh again, no, what am I going to do? You know right. I mean? It's he knows that he the doesn't love those control. people. It's yeah. not even that he's not heartbroken by their hard heartedness. He mm -hmm. is. We have clear instances where we see that. But in the same exact chapter that those people leave, he also says no one can come to the father unless those, unless it's those that he draws. Yes. And so we see both in that same chapter, people are leaving and he goes... You know, in the, in the same breath, yeah, I know, because the only people who stay are the ones that the Father's drawing. Which transitions well to what we're going to talk about next, which is the fact that, like, you can't make people become Christians. You no. can't make it happen. You no. can't breed commitment in somebody that it's just not there in no. that sense. It's, it's one thing if it's a Christian that you're trying to develop commitment in, but especially if it's not... Right. No. Like, it's, right. it's, you can do your best, but unless God does the work, it's mm -hmm. not going to happen. The only way that's going to happen is if God does the miraculous and changes their heart. Right. I mean, the, the goal of the church is a truly hopeless endeavor. Yeah. Like, like, the goal of the church is, like, just make dead people alive. Would you do that already? <laughs> and, like, that's, that's completely hopeless. It's, like, make people who don't love God love God. Like, just make someone fall in love. Can yeah. you just make someone fall in love? Can you make a dead person come to with, life? Not only fall in love, it's not even just like falling with love with somebody neutral. Fall in love with somebody they've hated their entire exactly. life and continue to hate and right. hate even now. 
Like yeah. you're gonna just they're gonna fall in love with them. Now. Right. That's it's how, not ten things I hate about you. Yeah. No. She's not gonna write a poem right. at the end. Right. You don't love God. I mean, it's right. it literally. And so and you're like, not going to unless God does this transforming work. Right. And so I think the thing that we make our job is the only thing we don't have control over. Like, like I said, it's the same with the scattering of the seeds and the harvesting. God says, yeah, go out and scatter seeds. Go out and, and tell everybody about me, mm-hmm. you know, and, and when they believe, harvest. Bring them into the church. Right. Lead them to faith, for sure. But the only thing you can't control is making someone love God, making someone care about church, making someone be committed. And that's the only thing we pour our time and effort into. Yeah. It's totally backwards, but it. it's, it's, that's the temptation. Yeah. Yeah. And especially, like, you know, because you're going to have, and this is coming from personal experience again, you're going to have seasons and times that are a downer mm-hmm. or a bummer where people are leaving for various reasons. And especially if you have a few in those, of those in a row, you start to panic, and then right. you're going to have that temptation to chase people again. You really are. You're going to be like, oh, no, come back. And it's right. like, don't do that. Right. And well, when your little baby church is 15 people and five leave, that's a third of your church. It hurts. And it's really weird. I mean, for happen. a while, we just called our church the turnstile. Like, I mean, it's just, they're <laughs> in, they're out. It's just a revolving a door of, that. of church where just two people would come, two people would leave. Three people would come, four people would leave. And it was yep. just like, are we ever going to get out of this? Mm-hmm. And it was huge. I mean, we totally, it's not, we're not talking about this temptation to chase people as something we were totally above and resistant. Oh, we're talking about I it as people. On this yeah, we bit on this over hook and over again so many times. And so we're talking about it in the sense of we wasted a lot of our time. Well, I mean, we not, not, that, you not that people are a waste, but we didn't no. use our time efficiently didn't in the beginning keep stages. Our job in mind, started right. doing things because that weren't our job. Exactly, we didn't trust God. We didn't see the wisdom yeah. in the really the farming analogies right. that Jesus gave. That it's our job to evangelize. That's our job to harvest. But we cannot make no. plants grow. We cannot no. make people love God. And you panicking about that is not going to make it any better. Right. Like it just goes again back to Jesus' words. Like, what's worrying doing for you? Is mm-hmm. that adding any time? You, you get right. things done? No, it's not going to do anything. Right. And, and on top of that, um, the thing is, you know, when you're tempted to, uh, you know, if you're in a season where people are leaving and it's like, oh man, are we going to have, you know, have that temptation to chase people? Here's the thing. Um, the, the things that you're worried about are not going to get fixed by you chasing people. No. So even that temptation of like, I know what I'll do, I'll chase people. And then they'll, even if you convince them to stay, they're still going to be wrestling with the things that they wrestled with. They're still going to be, it's like. That's not going to fix it, because um, especially if they're they're not in a good place, and some of this is coming from, you know, they've got to do some growing up and, and whatever. Especially if you're early on in your core, mm-hmm. there there might be some unhealth that God, in His loving kindness, is kind of weeding out, mm-hmm. and you're now interfering with that. Yeah, like there's there's potential for that, and it's like oh, because I'm trying to build this, but that's not the right way to do it. Right, and a lot of this really points to the need for prayer. Um, and the need for just evangelism, like evangelism oh, totally. and prayer. If you're if you're not doing that, if your church is not doing that, you will not succeed. Right. Um, because the things that you do have control over in this is you can choose to pray, you can choose to scatter seeds and evangelize. Right. Um, beyond that, those are the means that God has given you to see your church grow. Yeah. Um, and if you're not doing that, then don't expect anything. But I think a lot of times the means that we choose to use are not prayer and evangelism. It's worry and Mm -hmm. I'll text this guy and I'll keep meeting up with him even though he keeps blowing me off or he meets up but he keeps having problems with the Bible and just doesn't see its authority. Give him one step to do and he will not do it over and over and over. And we're talking like simple things. It's like, hey, here's a simple step of obedience and they just continue to not do it. Right. All right. (laughs) Right. 
and I, yeah, and so um, yeah, part of it. And so we've we've mentioned a few times like that it's this waste of time. What I don't want you to hear is that people are a waste of time, right. or that We're evangelism is that. a waste of time, or that no. discipleship is a waste of time. Absolutely not. What we're saying is there's an efficient way to use your time so that the most people find blessings, so that the most people find God, mm-hmm. um, so that the most people are grown in the faith. And the, the, it's the idea that like when you make disciples who make disciples, mm-hmm. you're pouring your time into very few people. You're being selective with your time. But that will increase and multiply, and they'll lead people who lead people more who lead people, and it will not only lead to more fruitfulness, but like more disciples are going to be made that way, and yeah. more people who don't even enter the kingdom are going to be blessed because you right. have people who exactly. are you know they are fruit bearers mm-hmm. themselves. Now, if you are spending all your time trying to minister to like fifty different people all around you, mm-hmm. it you, you're just going to be spent. And you won't ha- you won't be raising up anyone else right. um, who will in turn um, bless and minister to even more people than you could. Right. And so what this does is it leads to the most blessing, the most ministry being done, the most discipleship and growth um, by you choosing to spend your time wisely. Mm. And so um, I'm not sure who to give the credit to, but I did hear a long time ago that you are to minister to many but disciple a few. Mm-hmm. Um, that this was the the strategy of Jesus. Um, and so what we've found is that you see in scripture anytime, literally anytime someone crosses Jesus's path, asks him for help. He sees someone in need. He helped. Right. Absolutely. There's no, I, I mean, I can't, Absolutely. Seth, can you think of a time where I can't, no. he turns He's like, no, like yeah. that doesn't, he does ask, do you want to be healed? He <laughs> right. does ask a guy once, right. He's like, do you want help? Right. Well, like he, he helps everybody. Yeah. But who's his inner core? 12 guys. And even they among get those. His time. James, the you know, of his James time. and John and Peter, those three. Yeah. So, like, you you just see there's there is a selective choice to spend most of his time, really all of his time, with twelve guys, and even among those, there's three that he even pulls aside for special moments. Right. Um. And and you know, woman at the well isn't slighted by that. No. The guy that's blind that he heals isn't slighted by that. He ministers to those people, but he does not disciple them. Well, and it's one of those like this may be you know, simple, but it needs to be said in that what happens as a result of that? He mm-hmm. pours his time into those 12 men, right? And the one world. of them leaves, right. by the way. Right. Um, but he pours his time into those 12 men. And what ends up happening? The uh, world has changed. Yeah. You know, radically. Right. You, know, you have how many people over the history of the church mm-hmm. that come to know Christ because that was Jesus's strategy. Mm-hmm. And I think we're fools if we think we're going to do this differently. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, I don't know where we're, I don't know what planet we're on. And right. I'm saying that as somebody who does it all the time. I have to constantly check myself. Right. Like, I'm preaching this to myself as I'm talking to you guys about this. Because mm-hmm. I'm constantly struggling with the temptation to chase people. Well, and by chase, I think what we're really getting at is that you're trying to disciple everyone who that's is willing I mean. to meet up with you. Right. You're trying to make them into this mature Christian that's going right. to be a leader of leaders of every single person you come into contact with, that's just not realistic. No. We no, we don't see that in Jesus' ministry. We don't see that in really just anything. That's just right. not a realistic goal. And so if your goal is, I know that most of the people I come across are going to be 
poor soil and they're not going to produce fruit. I, you just know that. And that's fine. And that's fine. And that's, that's up to God. That's nothing you have control over. So most yeah. of the people you meet are not going to be people you disciple. They're going to be people that you love and you minister to and you pray for. And it's, it's, you've already said, but it's not a waste of time with them even if they do reject it. Those mm-hmm. 75% that do reject it, they heard it. Mm-hmm. You and still did your job fruitless. and scattered the you seeds. You did your job. Yeah. You preached the gospel. They heard it. You know, they didn't come to Christ. That's not your job. Mm-hmm. Job is not to make them do that. Right. And so by, I, I just don't want anybody to get it wrong that when we're saying don't chase people, we're not saying don't love people, don't pray for people, don't serve mm-hmm. people, don't give generously to the poor. What we're saying is don't make it your aim to try and make a disciple out, out of, of ev- like, don't, don't try and work water out of like, right. you know, dirt. Like it's just, it's not going to happen. And, and have a, and this is from personal experience and Chris has been hugely instrumental for me on this. Greg as well, who's not here, but these two guys have been really helpful for me know when to call it mm-hmm. like honestly you got to kind of have some some sort of a game plan it doesn't need to be the same rubric for everyone because people are different mm-hmm. but like you got to know when it's like i have pursued this person relentlessly right they have you know shown me this lack of commitment we've seen this this the writing is on the wall yep all right i'm gonna call this one you right. know, like they're they're to, in... to quote the song, you gotta know when to hold them and know when to fold them. It's true. Them. I mean, you you really gotta know do. when to hold them and know when to fold them. Um, That's a good way to put it. Yeah, and and just and so you guys here too. Mean don't ever talk to them again. Absolutely. Yeah, we're not <laughs> severing all ties and no. burning all bridges. And and again, don't meet the, up with them every right, week. The picture we're painting here is just that. Yeah, when when it's early on, what we did wrong was we said, you know, the, these two or three people that are willing to meet up with us, really honestly, just because they were nice. They, they weren't interested <laughs> they were in our not church. Interested at all. And it was we, very We clear. gave them like two or three hours each every single week of our time. And it's like a lot of your time is just eaten up now by mm-hmm. these people who they're not that interested in you and aren't going to end up doing much. And so I don't want you to hear like, so you give them a week and then you cut the cord. No, we we're, gave them a while. What we're saying is months, like yeah. months and months. And it finally got to a point where like, there were literally, I can think of by name, and I won't name them, but I can think of by name, like two or three different guys where Seth was trying to meet up with them or like both of us were trying to meet up with them and like four, five, six weeks in a row, like the day of, they'd say, I can't meet. And it's like, yeah. they're giving you a signal. They're not interested. They're just like, not. They're just not. It's not going to happen. And that's fine. And I think like we just finally had to realize like they're not interested. And at this point we're chasing them. Yes. Right? We're and, trying and, to make the disciple out of nothing. And so to give, again, some more backdrop for how we do this, because I, I said Chris and Greg have been really helpful. So here's kind of what happens now. Like we're trying to learn from our mistakes in this. And instead of chasing people, if this becomes clear with somebody we're, we're trying to pursue, where it's mm-hmm. like, okay there's this lack of commitment here what ends up happening is we kind of put them in another category of somebody that i love and i'm gonna you minister know, to i will minister to yep right i i'm there for them if they call me i will gladly meet up with them i'm absolutely not going anywhere i want to help this person i want this person to come to know christ but it's not a regular appointment mm-hmm. it's just not and it's foolish to continue to make it a regular that, appointment. That's part of it is just the regularity. Are you giving right. consistent time to someone who will not make fruit? Right. Just will not. Just right. will, just is choosing. They, you're right just now. not interested. Could in the future. Not right. right now. Right. They're just not the kind of soil that is going to bear that 30, 60, right. 100 fold. Exactly. Um, and so I actually heard really wise words from someone once is, you know, uh, define, define discipleship for them early on and say, mm. 
here's what discipleship is. You don't have to want to do this. Like, we can still be That's friends. really good. I still like you. We can still hang out. You Give me a call anytime. I'm here for you. You got my number. Um, but here's what discipleship is. You know, it's this, this, and this. Like, we're going to be devoted to Jesus. Evangelism is part of it. Like, I want you to bear fruit mm-hmm. into people who also bear fruit, who also, you know, I want to meet you. I want you to make disciples who make disciples who make disciples. That's what discipleship is. That's where I spend a lot of my time. Is that something you want to do? Because mm. um, a lot of times it's just like, let's hang out, you know, and, and I think early on asking people, you know, if they've, you know, if they're Christians, if they've, you know, come forward by faith or gotten baptized or whatever in your church, ask them, you know, I think you'd be a great candidate for discipleship. You know, I think you could influence a lot of people, you know, explain, give vision for what that is. Right. They might self-select themselves out of that right away and go, yeah. Oh, I don't know. That doesn't sound like it's for me. Or maybe someday they might even just not you know, have time right, right now. Or they might There's not have some time. Of that happening and too. just you know, they can let you know. Like, or I, I would really love that, but like, I don't know if I can meet right now. Let me know in like a month. Like that kind of stuff that you're just like you're guessing and hoping and chasing after them. They might let you know right away. Um, and what's nice too is, say they agree to it, you now have something to point back to when they keep blowing you off three weeks in a row. You can say. Hey man, just as a heads up, like we did talk mm-hmm. about this. This was the goal of our meeting. If that's not something you want to do, I'm totally cool with that. We can still be friends. But how about this? You call me if you want to hang out. Yeah. Or you call me if you're interested, want to study the Bible. I won't, you know, I won't bug you because it just doesn't seem like something you're interested in because you either, you know, blank, like don't, you know, don't keep doing the steps of obedience you said you would do last week or, you know, keep, you know, failing to meet up with me. Whatever it is, it's like, cool let them know the pressure is off and then it's also off you too and you can right. be freed up to disciple and reach out to and wisely. minister more people yeah yeah and and with as we're talking about the steps of obedience thing too we're not talking about somebody who's just genuinely struggling with sin no you bear with them so don't mishear us on that don't you know go wild with what we're saying because no like that's not what we're saying but we are saying if it's simple things like hey you know go to church and then just won't like it's like they they will sort of meet up with you, but even then, it's really inconsistent, and they're constantly canceling mm-hmm. last minute, and then they won't they just won't even come to basic like functions in your church. They're probably not interested, mm-hmm. you know, just simple things. Or right. you know, we we've had people as well that it's like there's a very clear you know sin that they're struggling with, and we're lovingly like, hey, here's some things you need to do, some changes you need to make, mm-hmm. and they just won't, and they just won't over and over mm-hmm. and over again, and again, we're not talking about like, oh, we gave them a week, we're talking about like Months. close to a year yeah. with some of these people, where they just won't, mm-hmm. and it's like, well, then you can't claim that you have the desire to follow Jesus that you're and, claiming and to be have. in a discipleship relationship with the leader in the church, like, right. you it's don't just want not that, gonna happen. you've shown that by your actions, and right. so all we're getting at here is like, be wise right like yeah. you know paul says the days are evil right your, your time's running out you're not here forever you're here for a breath mm-hmm. be wise with your time right which jesus, is really important in church planting right jesus had a very small core group of guys that he spent all of his time with and so that's the other thing too is not only don't you know spread yourself out too thin where you're spending you know tons of time with these other people that are never going to produce fruit and you know and actually be committed what I am saying on the flip side, spend all of your time with the people who will, right? Because yeah. those are the people who are getting robbed when you're spending all of your time trying to make disciples mm-hmm. out of people you really just need to love on and pray for, like, whenever it kind of comes but up. But they're not your 12. Right. They're not your 12. You need to go find who your 12 is and, you know, really pour into them. Pour into them because what you're doing is you're robbing them of time that, you know, you could be just exponentially multiplying mm-hmm. your church 
through these core people mm-hmm. by spending all your time with them, but it's they're kind of getting the short end of the stick because you, all these squeaky wheels are yep. getting grease. And they're pulling you all over the place in different directions. And you know, Chris just said it well with the fact that we just don't have that much time. Mm-hmm. But in, in, in church planting, there's a billion things to do already. Yeah. It's you even more so. You don't have this yeah. huge you know, like block of time hanging yep. around that's like, oh, I found this time. That's not a thing. <laughs> like You are spread so thin anyway. Right. It's too precious. Don't keep wasting time. If it's clear that somebody is not a part of your 12... Don't pretend that they are. Mm-hmm. You know, that's it's just what a we're realistic saying. thing. You just can't. Like, yeah. we got to be wise with the use and of our time. Especially some of you who are listening to this, you might be bivocational. You might be trivocational. Oh, goodness. Yeah. Um, right now, I'm bivocational. Yeah. I had three jobs for a little while, mm-hmm. you know, working for the church, working for, you know, a retail company, and then also working. I was walking dogs for a little yeah. while. I was doing three jobs. And it's like, you know, for the weeks that I would preach, you know, or the weeks that I'm leading Bible study and preaching or something, it's like, what are you going to do? Just muster up some more time out of that? It just Damn, doesn't exist. Some more time in the couch. Yeah, it's not a thing. And so it's it's just a it's a it's a stewardship thing, um, and really it's a Jesus thing. Like we wouldn't say any of this if it's not stuff that Jesus did and Jesus right. said. Well, know? and to put it in perspective too, like you've you've had that with different jobs pulling you in different directions. I'm full time in mm-hmm. planting and on staff with our church, and I still don't have enough hours in the day to get no. everything done. <laughs> so it's like. It's, this is just how it goes. This yep. comes with the territory of you being a church planter. you got to be wise with your time. Yep. You just do. There's no getting around it. Well, and, and even just to think, too, with Second uh, Timothy 2, two, what Paul says is, like, these things you've heard from me and trust to faithful men will mm-hmm. be able to teach others also. And so, like, I'm not saying set the bar unrealistically high. Just set the bar where Scripture sets it. Paul yes. says that they need to be faithful, for one. And able to teach others, or well, he even says will be able to teach others. Which <laughs> I love that. So, Very like, generous. you know, don't don't set the bar at like they're great teachers. No, just at uh, some yeah. point they will be able to teach other people about Jesus, teach them the Bible, share their faith, right? Um, mm-hmm. And then and be faithful to you and to meeting up with you and faithful to Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, and if those two things aren't there, just love on them. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not saying be mean to anyone. I'm not saying blow people off. Just saying, love on them, pray for them, give generously, you know, help them out, you know, when they need you, when they call you, mm-hmm. absolutely. Um, but if they're not faithful to Jesus and to meeting up with you and to studying the Bible and obeying the Bible, you know, in in whatever measure they can, again, there's grace. If they're not able, you know, or willing to do that, if they're not willing to be faithful and they're not willing to teach others, that's it. Right. You know, because a lot of that's times not what you're looking for, we're finding that. right for discipleship. Mm-hmm. And again, it's not talking about ministering to no. people, I'm talking about discipleship. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times you'll find one, but not the other. Right. They're faithful to meet up with you, but on totally unwilling to teach others <laughs> right. at any point. Like they don't yeah. want to share their faith. They never plan on being committed to the church. They, they just like plan on leading. There's right. just people like it that. just feels good to right. get a cup of Joe with a pastor. Well, and they, yeah. Right. Talk about their feelings. And like it does. Right. It feels mm-hmm. it does. That That's a nice thing. And that's. Think but about unless that you've got all these hours that I don't have, right. uh, I don't know how you have time to do that consistently right. over and over again. You just don't. Absolutely. And so that's what it comes down to. So anyway, with this, I do want to say, um, and we'll talk about this again later, but especially with a topic like this, if you have a question, please, <laughs> yes. please, please you know, contact us on the, the contact tab on our website. Click that and, and submit a question to the Sower's Almanac if you want clarification on what we mean. 
I'll tell you, if there's any part of your heart that hears this and is panicking, we're probably just misunderstanding each yes. other. Because we're probably saying something wrong right. because our heart is to love people, to yeah. serve people, to do lots of ministry, to share our faith with people, to make disciples. We're trying to save you time and pain. Mm-hmm. That's really yeah, this is a, this is a practicality and wisdom thing. So, so yeah, our website is if you want to know more ransomcitychurch.org. Um, or if you hit .com or .net, I'm sure it'll take you to the same place. But ransomcitychurch.org, and you hit contact, and there's a little mm-hmm. place for you to ask questions. Um, please ask questions of the of Especially the show for episode yeah. like this. Yeah, where we it can be kind of a you. tricky concept. Um, we'd love to clarify. We'd love to answer any questions. Yeah, and if if anybody submits any of those, we'll we'll talk about them in the next one. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we we'd love to hear for you from you on that. I wanted to talk a little bit about kind of where this this is coming from for us. We've shared a little bit, but we we have a lot of personal experiences with this mm-hmm. sort of thing and how we learned this the hard way. Yeah. And so I wanted to kind of share some of those stories. Chris, you talked about one that, you know, one guy early on. Yep. We met up with him. Enjoy. Yep. Received. I love that in Mark 4, it uses the words immediately, both for when they receive it with joy and mm-hmm. how they fall away. That's so totally how immediately was. receives it with joy and immediately falls away. <laughs> and so it's just this like snap, snap, yep. in and gone. And, as and quick that was, as it's there. Right. Yeah. And so. How long did we, I just want to give people perspective on what this whole story was like how long were we meeting up with him i mean it was months six months at least it was like six months at least and Um, so and we were meeting with him once a week and Mm -hmm. we're meeting with him for hours at a time yeah like a Uh, whole afternoon would be spent with him and again this is we're telling you this because don't you know learn from our mistakes and we love this guy we were we were doing oh totally we absolutely love this guy um but we were doing this we hadn't moved here yet Mm-hmm. We were doing this while we were still like taking trips to Evanston to like meet people and build some momentum. And the overwhelming majority of our time on those trips was going towards this meeting mm-hmm. with somebody that eventually bailed. Right. And <laughs> so just, you know, at first he, it, it's really, it's like, can't be said any better than how Jesus says it in Mark four immediately oh, received totally. the word with joy. Like, we look forward to meeting up with him every week. He, he was, was like, the joy of our lives. Yeah. Like our week was just totally centered around. That we were so happy to meet up with him. He was so excited and loved the Bible. Talked about how much like it just oh it was so cool and it made sense. And he was so excited and he was trying to talk to his you know family about mm-hmm. um, what he was learning and you know trying to share his faith. I mean it was he was both faithful and willing to teach. Right. right. He was so what you're looking for in the beginning. Totally, um, but. As, as quickly as he received the word, he also quickly rejected the word. Um, he found an issue in the Bible that he didn't like and didn't agree with God on and immediately just said, you know, how could it be this way? I don't think it is this way. Right. I don't want it to be like started this. started to unravel. And then mm-hmm. the thing was, it, it came, started with one issue. Yeah. And then it became like five issues. Yeah. Like it, So it started with one that kind of showed us what was going on and we're like, oh... And then it, it just became anything and everything. Like, it right. went from, like, I'm struggling with one thing to just, I'm rejecting authority now. Mm-hmm. Like, I just don't. And the so, authority of the Bible, the authority of it was, us right. as we're trying to instruct him in and a word. so as he kind of bailed and, and didn't want to, you know, keep studying the Bible or meeting up with us or following, you know, following, you know, teachings of the Bible, it was hard. Like, that's going to be painful no matter what. That's just a oh, painful situation. Boy. So we love this so guy. Hurts to even think right. about it. It, 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 it is, is uncomfortable, 
but it's even worse so because we spent month after month after month. Honestly, we really didn't well scatter. Well, started. We didn't around. scatter almost any seeds in that time. Meaning, we didn't really meet up with many other people. We didn't evangelize. It was a bad idea. We didn't really spend our time doing pretty much anything else. When we came to Evanston, we met with this guy, and mm-hmm. that was it. And so when and he we left, like, we got one. That was when he left. Like... Yeah, we were like, well, at least we have one. At least we have one. At least we have one. Which, and by was... the way, never really came to anything once we got here and got things started. No, yeah, once we got the church rolling, he didn't really come to anything, and that should have been a red flag, too. Yeah. He would only kind of meet with us, and and then when he bailed, it was like, we lo- we feel like we just lost everything, and it was mm-hmm. just devastating, and we were kind of reeling from it for weeks, and so... Just again, like don't you know, don't put all your eggs in one basket. Right. You know, minister to many, disciple right. a few, um, scatter your seeds broadly. Right? Jesus talks about this indiscriminate farmer. He just mm-hmm. throws his seeds everywhere. Right? Mm-hmm. Like even in the road, which makes no sense. Um, and <laughs> just so, throwing it. you know, throw your seeds even when they don't make any right. sense. Like right. just scatter seed everywhere. Um, and remember, it was. Scattering seeds and harvesting, but the growing you have no control over. He was right. asleep when that happens. Right. So that's really helpful to think about. So uh, wrapping it up, we'll talk about kind of how we normally close. So we usually talk about uh, things that are challenges for us, the things that we're celebrating. Mm-hmm. Last time we did that out, out of order and it was kind of a downer. So this time we'll talk about uh, challenges first and we'll do things we're celebrating second. Yeah. So what are some challenges I think right we can now. both agree that just that the fact that it's summer. Yes. The summer is a very difficult and challenging time. Mm-hmm. Just as a church, um, which I think is very normal. Yeah, all um, churches struggle in the summer. They see numbers dip. It's yeah. very normal. So we're in the middle of that. Um, yeah. Just because people take vacations. they you know We've got quite a few Northwestern students that are part of our church, so they go back home. Or go on internships and yep. things like that. So it just happens. People are spread out all over the place. What's nice is like we're not scrambling. Like We've mm. kind of... In really just in the last year, we've, I would say, more than doubled our church size. Yeah. Um, which sounds impressive. It's not. Don't worry. But, like, <laughs> we've more than doubled our church size. And, and so what's cool is, you know, when a handful of people leave for the summer, it's okay. You know, we're not yeah, freaking right. out like we no. were before. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I would say, like, summer is probably just our biggest challenge right now just because... Yes. It can be a little weird when there's not as many people in the room, just being a small church. But it's fine. Yes. It's one of those, like, everything's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, what I, what I was going to say is it's easy to freak out about that stuff, but making sure that we're not uh, just consumed with how things are going on our end, working for the church, and I don't know if people are gone, but, like, summer is a good time for people to visit family and everything else. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's good. Like, that's cool that they're mm-hmm. able to take a break and go see some family and it's good that we don't panic about that. Yeah. Just be like, yeah, great, go do that, go have fun. Well, like you know, I was saying that you would, you know, we'll see those people probably come back, and then right. even we'll see new people come in the fall because yeah. that's when people move into a new mm-hmm. town. That's when Northwestern students come. That's when new freshmen come. So spring and fall are our times of growth. Yeah, um, most as a church. most churches. Yeah. yeah, it sounds like the overwhelming majority. Mm-hmm. So yeah, summer just in and of itself is a challenge, but it also, I mean. We'll, we'll nice. get into that in a second, but there's some good things that come with that too. But um, what are some other challenges? I think that's the biggest one right now. It's a it's a busy season for where I work. My other job. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So very. You've told people before, but you work for Apple. Okay, I wasn't sure. Yeah, you've talked. I don't know, about I don't know if it matters but... if I say that. Is that weird? <laughs> I don't know. I, don't I think work so. for Apple. <laughs> yes, I work for Apple, and it's back to school season, so. We're kicking off just, you know, lots and lots of people coming to get computer for a kid going off to school. 
Um, although it was weird, I sold like a dozen phones today. I don't know, and no What's com- like one computer. I, I don't know. Weird, <laughs> weird backwards day. Phones, just yeah. Need a lot everybody of needs phones. I don't know. Um, That's funny. And people were very cranky today. I mean, a lot of cranky older oh, women. Yeah, but. Um, people but, you know, do weird things. Yeah, people say I, and do. I weird get to things. hear all these stories that are yeah. fantastic. They're yeah. comic gold. The, the secrets of the Apple Store <laughs> worker is it's uh, you got a lot of a lot of comedy gold there. Yeah, a lot going on in the Apple Store. <laughs> well, and it's really any retail anything. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like Jackie works for J Crew and retail in general. People are interesting. Mm-hmm. They want their stuff. They want it now, like right now, and they want a deal. They want it on so sale. So be nice to your retail workers. Yeah. This is just an aside. They have a soul. This one's for free. Yeah. But be nice. Yeah. They're not robots. They're actual people. Yeah. <laughs> yep. But yeah, he's been really busy. Greg also works at Apple. He's been very busy. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're just working around busy schedules. Yeah, and summer is just very hectic. Summer is like, a different kind of busy. Well, and it's like, I think every single weekend in July and August is like already spoken for. Like, oh, it's like man. wedding and family and travel and mm-hmm. birthdays and... Things of the church. Know, and... Yeah, church, barbecue, thing. You know, just like every single weekend mm-hmm. is a thing. And so that can kind of feel like mm-hmm. suffocating a little bit over the summer. But yeah. nothing major. It's kind of nice. There's no like, nothing scary happening right now that I can no. think of. No. Because he's no. got the whole world in his hands. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I don't know where I went. What, did with you that. have that one in your pocket the whole time? Where did that come from? I don't know. I don't know. Sorry, guys. Let's continue. He's got the it, whole world in his hands. It is eleven o'clock at night. See, here's we'll give you the inside scoop. We just do this whenever we can do it, man. So eleven o'clock is what's up tonight. Sure, it's fine. You're done. It's over for you. Yeah. I'm checked out. Everything after this is garbage-style trash. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, mainly it's just summer and dealing with that, but what are, what are th- we have quite a few things to celebrate. I developed a lisp in there somewhere. Yeah. We've got a, uh, <laughs> we've got a church barbecue coming up. Pretty excited about yeah, it. If you are in the Evanston fun. area, the Chicagoland area, and want to come, it's going to be July 20th. So it's going to be next weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, come visit us for church in the morning. It'll be right after church. Out if you the, want details, you can just if, contact right, us. Right, yeah. It's mm-hmm. going to be right out at the it's lake after church. So, but, uh, um, yeah. yeah, contact us at ransomcitychurch.org, the contact tab at the top of the screen. Um, but, yeah, that's coming up. I'm excited for that. And that's what I was going to say, things to celebrate. I mean, summer is, you know, a challenge, but it's also cool in that we get opportunities to do things like that in the community. The weather's a lot nicer. Mm-hmm. We can have barbecues. We can invite people. Hey, yeah. come check things out. And we honestly have had really good turnout for barbecues. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just true. consistently, we did a bunch of them last summer. Yeah. We had a lot of people come. And we did those smaller scale. That way. Yeah. yeah, we did that just, like, with our neighborhood. And we just invited our neighbors and flyered around our building and their surrounding buildings. We had mm-hmm. quite a few people come out. I think one of them was like 30. Yeah. And Chicago in awesome. summer is as good as Chicago in winter it is. is bad. It's great. So, it's so kind of nice. Yep. Yeah, so we're and I got working to go on stuff like that. This last weekend, I got to go see some family down in Texas for mm-hmm. the 4th, so it's been kind of nice. We just got back from an Astros retreat with X-29 in Miami. Mm-hmm. That was fun. And so uh, oh, summer's got some some cool other stuff. things to celebrate. We just finished our longest sermon series yeah. as a church. If you are uh, subscribing to our podcast for the Sowers Almanac, please also go find our Ransom City Church uh, sermon audio. Subscribe mm-hmm. to that as well. We just finished our longest series as a church. It was Galatians, and believe it or not, we took six months to do six <laughs> chapters 
of the book of Galatians. And it could have taken longer. We could have broken hindsight. it up more, yeah, in hindsight. But um, that, that sermon series was called No Other Gospel, um, and I'm very happy with it. And it and was God used it in a lot of big yeah, ways. Yeah, a lot of great lot ways, of and um, I feel like we grew a lot in our preaching. Did I just say we... for a lot of big people? <laughs> Did you? What does that even mean? I don't know. Just as an aside, <laughs> just as an aside, I don't know if this ever got edited out, but I think if you go back to our Advent series, um, Seth at oh, one point yeah. accidentally said, Big fat baby Jesus with presents. That was a real quote. I think you can go find it somewhere in our Advent series. So please go That's find that. That's still in there. Um, he meant yeah. to say, I don't know what he meant to say. It was something about Santa. Something about Santa. Coming down the chimney with yeah. presents. But he said, Big fat baby <laughs> Jesus with presents. So. Please go find that and make fun of him. And again, contact us on our website. And if you hear it, I stop dead. Well, no. Like, after no, it hits no, me, I great. don't at first. Yeah, yeah, he says, Big Fat Baby Jesus the Presence. And then he talks for about 10 more, maybe 30 more seconds. And then he goes, oh, no. Like, he just he realizes what he said. So I'm like, wait a minute. Um, I don't know people's faces when I said yeah. it. Because anyway, I didn't realize what I said. Right, and, like, and we all looked at him like, what did weird? you do? Um, but anyway, we just finished Galatians titled No Other Gospel, so please That's go fun. back and listen to that. We That's are right good. now, we just kicked off our newest sermon series. It's going to be 10 weeks in the Psalms over the summer called King of Glory. Um, we're going to be looking at different attributes of God in the Psalms. And we just had a friend of ours, Tom uh, Schmidt. Who's going to be... Hopefully, our first guest on the podcast, so mm-hmm. we're working on scheduling that. Yeah, right because he is the next church planter to be sent out by the church that sent us out, and so mm-hmm. we're going to have him on the show and uh, and you know kind of interview him, ask him how he's doing, because right now, you're hearing us and our story. We're already over a year in. You get to hear him and his story. He's not even started. Right. Well, I mean, he, he started gathering a core team, he but just he's not... moved to right. Naperville very recently. Right, so he hasn't quite started the, like being there trying to get something going there part and yet. that yeah and that's a whole part of church planting that doesn't get talked about enough so we're excited building to up a core on. yeah because yeah, it's not so important. you know how not glamorous that is mm-hmm. it's hard work basically you have to ask people and families say like hey will you move yeah. and like start over start right. your life over in a new and, city and even just you? like getting things rolling even when you're building that core like the very beginning of planting it's really challenging yeah so looking forward to talking to him. That'll be really good. So, yeah, please subscribe to our sermon audio. Mm-hmm. Um, go listen to the Galatians series and hear Tom. Uh, his sermon on Psalm 1 is already up, so yep. you can go listen Check to that. that. I was going to say um, another thing to celebrate is just like the conversations I've been having recently with some of our newcomers. Mm. really getting a lot out of yeah. our church. Praise God. And yeah. people come in from all kinds of backgrounds. We've got some people coming from... Mm-hmm. Unitarian churches that are now a part of our church mm-hmm. that you know minds are blown here in the now, gospel. Really, we've seen now multiple people come to our church who've gone to Unitarian churches or churches that just preach no gospel, don't care about the Bible. They're just hey, you're a good person, just keep Feel being good a good messages, person. Yeah. And we've had multiple people now come to our church and say. I just, that was so empty, and I know what you're saying is hard to hear, but it's it's, it's real and it's true. And so we, that's been really cool. Celebrating um, that, for yes, sure. Because if you go back to our Moneyball, uh, church planting like Moneyball episode, you know, of the, of the podcast, uh, you'll remember, like, really one of the things that we can actually do well is we can make the gospel clear. We can say true things from the Bible, yeah. and that's something that a lot of churches can't say. And people have been noticing that, mm-hmm. which and is good. That's why they're sticking around our church. So. so praise God for that. Yeah. I think we'll wrap it up. Yeah, I don't have anything else. So That's it. Please subscribe to the <laughs> Sower's Almanac podcast. Um, please subscribe. Um, 
And uh, please subscribe to the Ransom City Church audio. Mm -hmm. Again, our website is ransomcitychurch.org. Go there, check that out. You can find out more about us. Get in touch with us. Don't be strangers. We'd love to talk to you. Yeah, please send us your questions, comments. Yes, click the contact tab. We've been saying connect tab the whole time. And that's not the right. Yeah, there's. Yeah. <laughs> it hit me the other day when I was editing it. I was like, uh, mm. "Whoops!" So, yeah, contact tab, contact Click as that. in almost as if you wanted to contact us. I don't know what we. I don't know how I mixed that up. Yeah, that's know. my fault. And then I said it like fifteen times incorrectly. Well, but you know, here it you'll is. find us. You're it's the internet. Yeah, I trust you. you. Get it. You know how things work. RansomCityChurch.org. Hit contact, and there will be a place for you to write your comments and questions. And uh, we'd love to hear from you. Yes. Please do. We'll, we'll we, start. Uh, we will actually talk about them. We here will. On the podcast. We're looking forward to getting some questions. We'll start mm-hmm. talking about them on here. So, thank you again for listening. We appreciate you guys. Oh, another cool thing to celebrate. We've got quite a few of you listening. Yes, which is awesome. Our subscribers uh, number has Climbed. just shot through the roof. So, thank yeah. you for subscribing. We love you guys. We really appreciate the support. Yeah, yeah. it's super awesome. So it's cool that we know we're not uh, just talking to ourselves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so thank you for listening again we appreciate you guys we hope you have a good one and uh, we'll talk to you again soon